3: Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Wojo will join us at nine thirty five. All right, Lions, this off is going to be filled with major, major roster decisions. You know, draft obviously, and uh, and free agency. So there are a ton of free agents out there. Uh, John, I'll ask you. Give me the three that you think they should go after.
4: Um, well, I'm going to focus uh, up front. There's there's a number. I've got like six or seven. Uh, you sound like me.
3: Here, ask for one, you give right, three. Yeah. I ask for oh, three, I, you're so going to give I, seven. I
4: tell you, i got six or seven. I got a list of ten, <laughs> but I'll give you three. Um, and this is where I want to start this conversation. I expect that Brad Holmes is going to be very active in free agency. This they The Lions are now in a position – you could say maybe they went a little bit further than anybody thought, which is true. Maybe they went a little further than they thought, than they were planning on, but they're there now. They're a team that went to the NFC Championship game, should be playing in the in the Super Bowl. They're not, but should that it, they have that opportunity, and that opportunity will present itself again. The schedule is going to get tougher. You have to go out and spend money in free agency. You're not building your roster anymore. You've done that through the draft. You will continue to do that through the draft. But now's the time to go out there and get some playmakers to complement what you've been doing. One of the guys that I talked about a while ago, Robert Hunt, is a guard guard down in Miami. And whether or not you bring uh, Glasgow back... Jonah Jackson, to me, isn't going to be worth the money that he will probably be able to get on the free agent market. So you let him go. Robert Hunt is my number one. Number two, Michael Unwenu. And he is a guy that can play both guard and tackle. So is Robert Hunt. So it gives you some flexibility. But you want to talk about going from a top three offensive line to the number one offensive line? That's going to be it. And then I would love to take a look at, at Daniil Hunter. Edge, obviously we know him from being in Minnesota. He he was exceptional this year, and especially in that the new defense that they had with, uh, with Brian Flores. He was featured. There was a, an attacking-style defense, and I think he would add so much up front for, for this Lions defensive line and the defense in general. So you're
3: looking for, like – for free agency for this team, I'm looking for, you know, some guys who will probably be here for a little bit, and some guys maybe just a one-year deal. You know, a, a veteran guy who's a great guy in the room. Uh, so to, uh, to use a, a hockey term. I mentioned uh, in the wide line, I love uh, Stefan Gilmore. Uh, he probably won't cost a lot. The type of guy that they, they need. They need another corner. Now, he's not a long-range corner. I'm going to use that maybe for the draft. Um, up front, a one-year guy, because I think he's got one year left and he can rotate and be a great mentor to Broderick Martin's development. And and, and that's Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox can still play a decent amount of football. Now, he's not an every-down guy anymore, but he's a guy that I think is is great to have – in that locker room. And as far as offensive line, um, he wasn't great this year. But I think he fits in with, especially if they can't re-sign Glasgow. And that's another former Wolverine. That's John Runyon of the Packers. Yeah, he's played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little bit limited. Um, but that's what you're going to want for a a backup, probably, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, he'd be a good backup. The, the, the only thing I would have, and so Glasgow... Um, I like the fact that he could play both right guard and left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel even though John Runyon Jr. was a left tackle here, he fits, in, in in my opinion of where offensive linemen go and their abilities, he fits more in that right guard slot, and that's about all I would want from him. Okay. And so as a backup, I think you you need a guy that's going to play both spots and can also play center. And I don't think John can play center. That's a good point,
3: yes.
0: So uh, other names out there, Brian Burns, who was somebody that was mentioned at the trade deadline. Right. Who knows knows if he hits free agency? Yeah. Um, I
3: didn't think that was possible, but you never know.
0: uh, I think uh, Kendall Fuller is an intriguing name. Again, though, can that be addressed via trade? That's always the thing that I look at some, is guys that you can acquire – Kind of like the Dolphins did with Jalen Ramsey last year, where you're not giving up, you know, a, you'd have to give up a first rounder for some of these guys, but some you wouldn't, you know. Um, I think John nailed it with Robert Hunt. To me, you're upgrading your offensive line. You're, you're, Jonah's going to go. Jonah's probably going to get overpaid. Mm-hmm. He's, I, he's, I think he's a decent player. Okay? Yeah, I'm.
4: I'm not trying to to just you're up, him.
0: You're upgrading, and you might be paying the same thing. Right. I mean, if somebody overpays for Jonah, then you're you're in the same playing field. And what I like about Hunt is that he could potentially move to tackle if you had to. So that then, you know, kind of makes you maybe want to re-sign Glasgow because then he can move to center, and there's your offensive line. Right. You know, it's Decker, Hunt, Ragnow, Glasgow, and Sewell. Sewell. And you've got interchangeable guards. How old is Robert Hunt? To me, that, Hunt? It's, a, it, it's perfect. I think he's 27. Can right. Say
4: that again. How old's Robert Hunt? I think he's right around 27, okay. 28. Yeah.
0: How is it crazy to, you know, from the
3: defensive side point of view, I don't know what you'd have to pay for him. I don't know if the Jets are looking to re-sign him.
4: Um, Bryce Huff? A, a good option. There's yeah. a, there, you, you're going to have to explore a lot. You're going to have to analyze a lot. Not all of these guys are going to end up being free. Agents. Correct. It's
3: like everybody said there. Oh, go get the Jags. The Jags. Josh Allen.
4: Right. I don't think. I don't know gonna that let he's going. Go. Yeah. Um, and you look. Who's the kid down in uh, Carolina? Uh, Brian Burns. Brian Burns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be free. Right. So there's a lot. I mean, in, you're looking in the secondary now. Now that I've stated by three, is my okay to go ahead and go yes. down the list a little bit more? Yes. Um, you know, I don't I don't particularly want CJ Gardner Johnson back. No. But I'd take Antoine Winfield Jr.
3: I have a hard time believing that he's not going to stay the Tampa yeah. like the rest of Kind of like Levante Day okay. make the right, call. Yeah. Make I the get, call. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. And and so some of these guys won't be. Some of them will be. Right. And you've got to be ready for every possibility that could happen. Now, do they do they wanna, you know, try and reset? down there. Are they going to re-sign Baker Mayfield? What does that cost them? Are they going to try and re-sign Mike Evans? What does that cost them? Mike Evans could be a guy that at the end you you mentioned it earlier in the show. The Lions don't always have to get guys that are 26, 27, 28 that we think are going to be here for the remainder of their career. They can go much like we saw Bill Belichick do in New England and get guys that maybe only have two or three good years left. Maybe they only got one good year left. And you mentioned it with 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 Stephen Gilmore, yeah. that could be a guy. Mike Evans could be a guy that you want that big target, you know, coming down the middle or going across the middle or going down the edge. That could also help. And I think JMO is 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 there. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to explode. But it could be another guy that you put there to continue helping his development. You could be a guy that's in your seventh year. You bring in a a, a pro like Mike Evans, and he's going to have an influence on you, and it's going to be positive.
3: What about um, the cornerback from Cincinnati,
4: Awuzie? Uh, I, yeah, I think he would be a, a really good addition. there. And honestly, you could look at six or seven guys mm-hmm. that are at that corner position and say, yes, that would be a major upgrade because you need a number one cover corner, which then makes Cam Sutton better as your number 2 guy because you also have Brian Branch you've got uh Melifonwu you've got you know uh, uh, some other guys that are going to be continue to improve and be good in the secondary but now you're looking at okay we need a stud we need a stud in the secondary Right, go get one yes do they need and i know people are going to say what are you talking about we
3: already have one do they need to think about another backup quarterback
4: or they're just going to say Hooker's going to be the backup completely, even though we have never seen him throw a pass. So this is where the value of having him active on the roster, being able to practice, right, helps. And it helps. They'll know more than we know. Yes, which they should. But yeah. I mean, that's not, that's saying any, that's not rocket science. Right. But they'll know a lot more right now, and I think we will get an indication in terms of what they do in free agency, not in the draft, but in free agency, mm-hmm. in regards to that number two spot. If they don't go sign anybody. And it doesn't necessarily like they didn't side Teddy Bridgewater until a week into training camp.
3: Correct. And I didn't realize I was in the locker room the other day. Sudfeld still on the roster. I forgot about. Yeah, his contract is expired. I yeah. know, and and David Blouse, too.
0: And yeah. Don't don't laugh. But what about kicker?
3: Oh, I'm not laughing. Uh, I'm no.
0: Will Lutz is a free agent. He's been a pretty solid kicker. Uh, they he was in New Orleans with Campbell. Yeah. And uh, Zerline is a free agent, although he's 36, but yeah. he does still have a big leg. Greg the leg. And then. Uh, the Houston Fair Baron is that how you yeah. say it or whatever. Yeah.
4: So here's where you when you're talking about guys like that, if one it's going to be money. That that's always going to be the number one factor. But it's also going to be, do I have a chance to go somewhere and make some big time kicks? And the Lions are going to be, they got they got a tough schedule, mm-hmm. but they're going to be a team that is competing for division, for the playoffs, for you know, hopefully for another NFC championship. You're going to have an opportunity to make those big kicks. If you want to go out there and 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 you know make a name for yourself, this is gonna be a destination for somebody that wants to be a kicker.
3: Absolutely. You get to work uh, in the
4: same town where
3: Bob Wonowski is a columnist. Uh, we'll hear from Woj coming up next.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching thirty seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in thirty seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez, oh, yeah. For the last time uh, in the month of January, oh, we bring yeah. you. Wednesdays with Wojo. Good morning, Robert. How are you? Happy February. Woo!
1: Oh no, that's my not my bet. Sorry. No. Yeah, I'm good. How are
3: you guys? We're doing okay. Yeah. Uh I haven't heard uh I read, but I haven't heard you pontificate at all about uh Sunday's dis- devastating loss and as far as the controversial decisions, where do you stand on the uh the fourth down plays?
1: Well, first of all, it would have been better if the Lions hung on to, hung on to that seventeen point halftime lead. Have you guys mentioned that? Yeah, that would have been, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, preferable,
3: yeah. preferable, yes. preferable. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't have. I've been. I've tried to be very consistent about Dan Campbell's fourth down and mm-hmm. other gambles. I mean, he doesn't get a free pass on every single one. I endorse that. I endorse that. I fully endorse the general philosophy and in that case all three or the non one as well the two fourth downs and the one um where he didn't at the end of the first half uh where he did kick the field goal uh, how i mean i would have the second fourth down one that could have tied the game i would have kicked that one but again i'm not going to i'm not going to parse every single one right. because in the end overall he does win out If you look at the percentages, the analytics, how many percentage points gained each time, he has succeeded or um, overstated or overshot the expected results. That said, I get the debate, I do, and and the one thing, like I said, the second fourth down, I would have tried the field goal, although Badgley from 46 or 48 yards it's not, people, he lost six points on the field. Well, it's not quite that no. simple that he left six points on the field. Um, that said, yeah, I would have tried one more, tried the, the one to tie it. But he's not. When you have a philosophy and that, in that game, I do believe, and as it turned out, field goals, I think, were ultimately going to get you beat. And they still would have won the game, in my opinion, if not for one of the drops, yeah. and the Jameer Gibbs fumble.
4: Yeah, I know. the fumble I thought was it, it, it was it was it was unbelievable, and it and it was yeah there were a lot of things that happened in that game that you just didn't think would happen. Jameer Gibbs fumbling it would be one of them. Um, you know, I mean the the, the ball going off uh, Vildor's right. face mask and into the arms right. of Ayuk like you you couldn't see that one coming.
1: Right, and 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 again, it was an accumulation of things. Of course, to have a semi historic collapse, mm-hmm. a 17-point lead, and to lose. Um, a lot of things had to happen. And I, I do think with those fourth down in the second half, he was desperately trying to stop that. We'll call it momentum, call it whatever you want, to stop that slide and do a dramatic shift of some sort. There would have been nothing dramatic about a field goal, per se, even though and the thing that surprised me, and, and help me out here, uh, Jansen and Stoney, um, I think Lions fans, were fabulous during this run and, and had, a, had a ton of fun. I think they were devastated Sunday. But I, I, I don't think they woke up Monday like, I'm going to be haunted forever by this. We will never overcome the, that no, loss no. at all because I think they have a run ahead of them. The one thing that does somewhat surprise me and maybe even a little disappoint me is, of all the things that are all in on Campbell they're not all in on the fourth down thing. I know. I I, I noticed last night on Lions review, the calls and texts we were getting that people want to pick on every particular and say, well, wait, Batchley made a 48 54 yard field or whatever it was uh, three weeks ago. So he could have, well, they converted fourth downs all over the time. You can't pick and choose, but they said there's a lot, and maybe it's old guard Lions fans or football fans in general, that still can't get past the fourth down thing. And I urge you,
3: get past the fourth I, down I, thing. Look, I agree with you. I mean, look, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but to me, you catch the ball when the ball is thrown in your hands and we're not even having this discussion and you're getting ready for Las Vegas. I mean, it's, well, right, it's that simple.
1: I agree, but this is where logic needs to take over. Um, yes, that you catch the ball and you, I don't know if you win the game, but you have a better chance. If you convert any of those fourth downs and you're right on one of the fourth downs, it was, the call was perfect. It was a first down. It would have happened. You can't, I, I, to me, and again, 99.9% approval rating for Dan Campbell, the fourth downs people need to look at the analytics, I think a little bit more, but I will say this going forward. Um, you know, as they add more defensive pieces, and he trusts his defense a little bit more, mm-hmm. and maybe trusts his kicker a little bit more, he might dial it down a little bit. But the um, but he's not going to go against what generally speaking the analytics say to go for it. But he might dial it back a little bit.
3: I'm not even sure it was analytics. I just think he watched his team play and he knows on those situations they succeed a lot. That that's probably why he went uh, he went with it.
1: Fourth and two or fourth yeah. and three team in yeah. plus territory, fantastic. Those are analytics, though, how often they they convert it.
4: Yeah, uh, so um, just like in Field of Dreams, the voice says, um, ease his pain. Um, has your pain <laughs> or has our pain been eased a little bit with the news that uh, Ben Johnson, as of now, uh, will be back?
1: It, whoa, 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 whoa. Why'd you add as of now?
4: Well, well, because I mean, tomorrow will be a new day. Today's a new day. You never know what happens. There's, there's. Did
1: you just scare Lions fans? You think there's something else down the pike for him or something? I, I,
3: I don't know.
4: There's, there's, there's. there's <laughs> He's
3: predicting some <laughs> catastrophic of element, some event in Ben Johnson's yeah. life or something.
4: No, that's no, no, no. that's not it. Um, that, that's where Stony goes. No, but there's, yeah, of there's he does. Of always course. things that can uh, happen. Um, yes,
1: I think it eased some of the pain based on on the reaction and people. Again, people stunned, and maybe, you know, we shouldn't be stunned because everybody talks about how great the culture is, how much he enjoys it, working with Goff, working with Campbell, unfinished business, and and also this. There are some guys that rec- – he's only 37 – that maybe recognize, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite ready to be that guy in the room, standing in front of the entire team, being the head coach, Uh, I respect the hell out of the decision because people had him gone, 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 but whispers. And I think, I don't know if you heard Jansen last week, but whispers started last week that he was not a lock for the commander's job. Um, Like people were starting to assume. And the other thing we can't assume is we don't know if he was definitely going to be offered the job. People all always, but he interviewed in a lot of places and didn't either get to the accepting the job stage or not. So, I think all around maybe it maybe it turned out to be perfect for Ben Johnson and for the Lions.
3: All right, well, I am gonna ask you this question that uh it's a it's a tough one for John to ask, so I'm going to ask it. Oh boy. Does what? Jim Harbaugh really love Michigan that much that he's basically gonna to try to steal the entire coaching staff?
1: Well, not the entire coaching <laughs> staff, right?
4: Sheryl Moore's still here. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um The Ben Herbert thing, I I you know. I mean, technically, coaching staff or staff, yes. absolutely. Um, I won't say that wouldn't surprise me, but it, but it's slightly good because the strength and conditioning coach isn't as big of a piece on an NFL team. A lot of those NFL players have their own strength guys or their own routines and format, but he has become, Herbert has, become Harbaugh's right-hand man and left-hand man, too, to a certain degree. So I... I guess I get it. He, um, but they. I think Sharon Moore, maybe Sharon Moore deserves the chance to lay out his own plan or his own staff, and, and he will. But they have enough of holdovers for there to be stability and continuity. And that's that's the thing I was not arguing, but debating with someone the other day. They're like, oh, Sharon Moore, toughest job. You can't replace a legend. Look at what Kalen DeBoer is going to go through in Alabama, replacing Nick Saban. So you can't replace a legend. To which I say, it's different if you're coming from outside with a whole new uh, program. It's easier, not that it's easier, but it's more manageable. If you were there all this time, you are not changing the program, so to speak. There will be definitely some rough times, I would assume. But to me, it should be a pretty straightforward transition, no matter how many coaches are left.
4: Well, and on top of that, it's not four teams anymore. That's making the college football playoffs. Now it's expanding to twelve, right. and so you don't have to win the Big Ten. You don't have to win the Big Ten championship to to just get a seat at the table. Now, obviously, that's the preferable route. Mm-hmm. But
1: you know what's funny though, and I and you guys, I'll, you debate this, okay, oh. or maybe I'll debate this. The twelve-team playoffs starting next year. Does that? alleviate pressure on head coaches or put more pressure on head coaches. Like you can lose a game in game, two, you can, but if you go two or three years without making the 12 team playoff heat, if you didn't make the 14 playoff, I mean, it was all sec teams, anyhow, for the most part. So it was no, no big deal. 12 teams, which is it, more pressure or less pressure for programs? I think it's mm-hmm.
3: I think it's more for the yep. individual coach to not get in there. Absolutely,
1: I suppose. But there's less pressure on one particular one game against, say, Texas early in the season or something like that. You you can lose that game, but you can't. I hate to say it. I hate fake pressure. But you can't not make the 12 team playoff like three years. I don't know. Even two years in a row, can you?
3: Probably not. It's going be a huge program. All right. Well, John, I'm going to ask you to put on your Domus robe here, but it's something that we oh. won't we won't hold you to the fire for. Just and you're probably not expecting I'm not this question. Then.
4: Yeah. Here we well, go. I'll, I'll hold your feet to the fire if he won't. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: who will be the Michigan basketball coach when the season tips ticks, ticks off 2024-2025?
1: who will be the Michigan basketball coach, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jawan Howard. I do think, because Ward Manuel uh, talked, you know, when the coaching change happened and Sharon Moore was introduced, and he talked about the challenges Jawan Howard has had health-wise, transfer portal-wise, everything else. And he said they were going to talk after the season and see where it's been. I, I will say this. Juwan Howard is not going to get fired, I do not believe, after this season. I wouldn't say never, I mean, but not after this season. I do believe he might sit down and have a frank talk with Ward Manuel, his family and himself, and say if it's it's right for him, is it too much stress, he had the heart thing and everything else. If if he were to leave, I think it would be of his own accord, and let's see how it plays out. That might be a discussion after the season.
4: We can always see how as it, as it plays of out right yeah. now. Yeah. it sounds like a I good
1: would plan. say he would be back.
4: Yeah, he's gonna have a uh, quote-unquote heart-to-heart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ab- that's a line I would use, darn. <laughs> you're so you're
4: good welcome. job. Feel free to use that one as much it as you want.
3: It would be really good if Mike Hart was the, assistant, is the head coach in <laughs> Michigan.
4: Maybe for football.
1: he'll talk to Mike Hart about it then. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah,
3: absolutely. All right, Walsh. Well, thanks a lot, By as always. Way, talk to, yes. Yes.
1: By the way, let me just add this. Mm-hmm. Lions fans, I know you're still feeling bad. We're trying to lift you up. We gave you Ben Johnson back. But I truly believe, and I think you guys too, do, too, this is not the end of anything at all. No. This is not like some of those seasons would ended. Oh, they had their one shot; it's over for any team in Detroit. This is sort of like the Red Wings or the Pistons early on as they built, and Bird stole the ball, and that that stealed the Pistons going forward. This is the Lions. Bird stole the ball, right?
3: Yeah. Right. Like the Tigers too, you know.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. That's what I'm trying to pump up. Sure. Why not? Okay.
3: Mr. Optimism. I agree with you on the lines, though. Thanks, Woj. Woo-hoo! All right. Now that the Super Bowl is here, the best place to watch the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas and not necessarily at Allegiant Stadium. It's at Stadium Swim, located at the Circa Resort Casino. You catch all the biggest games and a viewing experience built for sports fans anytime. It's awesome. Chill in one of the six pools on three different levels. For a perfect view, the massive 40-foot-tall high-def screen, Stadium Swim is America's favorite place to watch football, swim up bars, instant-ready selfie walls, and one nonstop football party. Score your perfect game day spot with cozy daybeds, private cabanas, grab a lounge. Don't forget, you got March Madness coming up. Get Get your spot at Stadium Swim for that. 365 days of sports poolside located at the Circa Resort Casino on Fremont Street, downtown. It's wild. It's fun. So book your spot today at CircaLasVegas.com. 248-539-9797 is the telephone number. Carson Anderson coming up next. One of the fellas, or both of them will be in here shortly.
4: Do a little thing we call crosstalk. Yeah. So you uh – you you kind of picked up on it as well. Bojo mm-hmm. certainly picked up on it when I said Ben Johnson's here for now. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect him to go anywhere. No. But there is. He is under contract. He is under contract for two more years. Mm-hmm. And he had said he's removing his name from being considered for the Washington job, which it felt like he was the front runner. Not that he would have gotten it, but he was the front runner. Um, and also the Seattle job, which I know he was talked about, but I didn't sound like that was a strong mm-hmm. possibility. Um, and so he's back and it sounds good and it feels good. Uh, and we're all excited about what this offense can be as it continues to grow, what it means for JMO going forward. You know, it's the same terminology. He's got a set of expectations. It's easier to meet those expectations when you know what they are. All of those different things are great and they're exciting, but there is there has been some scuttle.
3: Oh, scuttle.
4: Scuttle. That's the best way to probably put this because it's uh, it has it somewhat was reported, and I think Adam Schefter um, uh, talked to Andy Reid or talked to some of those involved and in in, in said, you know, it, it, not real, but there was some scuttle that Andy Reid, if they win the Super Bowl this year, which would be his third, could possibly step down mm-hmm. as the head coach. Kansas City, which would then open up another job that nobody saw coming. And all of a sudden, all your candidates become candidates again. And Ben Johnson could say, hey, no matter what, I'm, I'm not in the running for any position. Now, right. I think it would be very hard if he was in the running for head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs down the line oh, to pass up working with Patrick Mahomes. Correct. And so that's why I kind of say for now, because you just never know what can happen. Now, you know, nobody believes and there's, there's, there's not, no scuttle no. about Shanahan. So it's not, not, that's not going to be the one that, that would open up. It would be Kansas City. And it may not. But if it does, where does Kansas City go? Do they promote from within? Do they go to a guy that was their offensive coordinator for a long time, went to Washington and Eric Enemy? Do they bring him back? Do they promote their defensive coordinator, Spag- Steve Spagnola, who's yeah. done a
3: marvelous job? Because as great as Mahomes is, he is uh, the fact that uh, the weapons aren't great this year. The defense stepped is, up big is, is time. Is the primary reason, or equal reason, yeah. with Mahomes and Kelsey, why they are where they are?
4: Yeah, it's it's been it's been big, it's been important, and uh, and with all of the hurdles that they've had to overcome offensively and yes. basically just dropped passes and guys mm-hmm. that are no longer there producing Correct. for them um the defense has been big so that's that's why i say you know for ben johnson is here for now yes indeed